This is the Four Man Rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast with the Four Man Rush. I'm your host, Timmy VO, here with Kevin and Will. Unfortunately, um, you know, Larry. He kind of, he tends to go coming in and in and out a little, a little bit because that's because he's super duper busy, right? Um, our own uh, uh, Larry uh, is actually on the dean's list, um, and a, uh, uh, a function related to academics right now as we speak. So, uh, big shout out to Larry, and uh, super proud um, to have someone someone of his uh, uh, intellectual level uh, to contribute on the Four Man Rush podcast. Way to go, Larry! Keep it rolling, man. Okay, so thanks for dropping by. Um, not a lot to talk about this week, but we are going to give you some information that's definitely going to make you think pertaining to a couple of the uh, news uh, news clips that came out uh, this week. Um, one being um, someone mentioning that the Browns are, are, are poised to have a uh, stellar season, possibly better than the Panthers', Panthers uh, season is going to turn out. So we're going to talk about that, uh, analyze the two. Uh, no, I'm going to tell you right now, I find that hilarious. But anyway, <clears throat> second topic we're going to touch on tonight is um, what our, our our own Bruce Irvin had to say about um, uh, the current Panthers defense uh, and how they look in relation to the uh, 2013 Seahawks that he used to play on, um, the Legion of Boom that were, you know, outstanding. So, you know, Bruce kind of has the insight on that. And he says we're pretty close to that. We'll touch on that, too. Um, and uh, we're going to touch on, um, something that I think a lot of people, um, especially nowadays with, um, fantasy football, things of that nature, um, you know, everybody's so involved, involved with statistics and the analytics, um, of, of the game of football and sports in general. Um, and we're going to talk, talk about how the analytics is impacting the game of football, um, as a whole, because, you know, especially us. Uh, the four band rush, you know, we use analytics and statistics daily, right? And it gives us a much better view on on what what the game is 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 looking like and um, how our our players can uh, can improve themselves, things of that nature. But we'll we'll get into all that stuff too. So let's start with the Browns, poised to have a better season than the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Oh man! Now don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. They 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 got some young guns on that on that squad, and we all know they gave us an L last year. So you know, but it is the Browns. But anyway, so we'll start off with Will. Um, I I I, I can't remember the, the 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 individual's name that um that that gave that uh <laughs> that response. But um, Browns season versus the Panthers season. What do you think, Will? Yeah, just to provide some background, you know, Gerald McCoy went on first take. Was it first take? No, it was um. Yeah, it was first take. Skip and no, Shannon. No, no, Skip and Shannon. That's right. Skip and undisputed, Shannon. undisputed. Yeah. And he uh, explained why he chose the Panthers over the Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. He was basically saying that he liked the Panthers' stability and thought they were in the best position to win now. So this uh, Cleveland Browns writer wrote an article, Cleveland.com talking about how Gerald McCoy was wrong and that the Browns are been better suited for long-term success than the Panthers are right now. And um, so you look at that, it's like, you know, 
I like what the Browns did this offseason. When you add an Odell Beckham, I mean, of course, you got to give them an applause for that. I mean, they added Greedy Williams in the draft. I mean, they got a good young core. Still, you know, they're young players. This is their first year that a lot of them are playing together. You know, they their coach took over late last season, and this is his first full year as the head coach. They got a new defensive coordinator. So they don't have the stability that the Panthers have with Ron Rivera, who's been here for years, Cam Newton. Is a former MVP quarterback. You know, Baker Mayfield looks promising, but, you know, he's going to have that sophomore slump. So I think it's possible. The Browns are a talented team, but they have a lot more questions than what the Panthers do right now. Indeed. Yeah, well, when I first, you know, came across this story, and and I got to be honest, you know, I got a little bit of a chuckle. You know, we're talking about the Cleveland Browns, who were, what, two years ago, what, 1-31? and 31? Mm. And, you know, they had a they had a respectable, I think they went, what, eight and eight uh, this past year. And and then, you know, they've pretty much been hitting the free agency and trades and, you know, pretty much put together what some have considered potentially a, a fantasy team at, at multiple positions. I mean, when you look at all the players that they've added, I mean, you know, Kareem Hunt in the backfield with Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson, even though he's a little disgruntled, but when we just talk strictly talent-wise – I mean, on, on every level, especially skill positions, I mean, it, you, you can argue that, you know, it's like looking at a fantasy team lineup. You know, so, and, and I can get that the fans of Cleveland have been long-suffering and patient, so, you know, them feeling pretty good and hype. I'm not really mad at that from a fan perspective because, you know, they've been a joke. They've been the butt of so many jokes. Look, mm-hmm. I'm getting tongue-tied talking about these dogs. But anyway, <laughs> you know, it's just the fact that I'm, I'm not mad at the fans having expectations, but but – Let's 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 calm it down a little bit because you know if a lot of us don't remember back in 2010, you know the Philadelphia Eagles you know went on a similar spree where they picked up several key brand name players that were still quote unquote in their prime and you know they was dubbed as the super team and if I'm not mistaken they didn't even make the playoffs that year you know so you know and and another thing you got to take into the fact is that now that Cleveland has got all this hype. You're going to be getting teams best punch every week versus teams. I'm not going to say they always took them for granted, but let's let's be honest. You wasn't exactly, you know, psyched up to be playing the Cleveland Browns. You pretty much know, hey, if I do just enough, we're going to get this win. So, you know, the fact that they feel like that Gerald McCoy is not going to a winning situation. You know, when I read the article, it was talking about how New Orleans and Atlanta got high power offenses with Drew Brees and Matt Ryan at quarterback, which is true. And how, you know, Tampa's going to be up and rising and how Bruce Arians has a resume of bringing out the best of quarterbacks. And they think he's going to do the same thing with Jameis Winston. But, you know, statistics on paper have never materialized to wins on the field. So at the end of the day, you still got to put on them cleats. You got to put on them pads. And you got to go out there and you got to earn that W. And I just, you know, until Cleveland does it, I'm not buying into the hype, but they are going to be entertaining to watch. But I just think that overall, Carolina does have a better winning situation. You got an MVP at quarterback, Cleveland don't. Mm-hmm. You got a got a head coach that's done been through the trial and error phase and now finally figure out how to stop playing checkers and start playing chase. You got a first year offense coordinator who's now head coach. You know, you got a defensive, you know, with Rivera taking over for the defense now and play calling versus Steve Wilts, who's you know, who came from the Rivera tree, but his game is pretty much simple. You know, blitz 
blitz the front seven and drop the secondary back 10 yards and just hope they tackle. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when you add all that in, plus with everybody going to be giving Cleveland their best shot, I'm not saying they're not going to win and possibly have a winning season, but it's not going to be so easily given to them as 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 it's been perceived to be. But I just like the fact that with Carolina, our situation is, you know, we know our division. We know our opponents. We know what they want to do. We are better suited on both sides of the ball to counter what our opponents do while imposing our own will. So I definitely think that Jeremy McCoy made the best choice by coming here and and uh, we're going to have fun 17 weeks um, proving why that choice was right. Real quick. Who's in the Who's in the uh, the Browns? Uh, uh, who's in the Browns division? Oh, as far as the Browns division, yeah. uh, that's the AFC North. North, so gotcha. You had the first Steelers, Cincinnati Bengals, and the Baltimore Ravens. So yeah, that's the division that the Cleveland Browns are in. And uh, they think they're going to have a better season than the Panthers. Yeah, no. <laughs> Hey, according to paper and probably according to Madden, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> it sounds like a Madden you know, you monster. Might, yeah, you you probably gonna have a record amount of people, you know, using the Cleveland Browns on Madden than probably the whole Madden franchise this year. Right. <laughs> man, and I, I, I like you said though, man. Baker, Baker's a he's a gamer, dude. You know, he's 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 something else, man. But. Everything else has to click, and and there's some personalities on that team. I, I'm not sure if that locker room is going to be stable, you know, because you know, ba- Baker Baker will show his ass. We we all seen it. Yeah, and I think they um kind of misunderstood what Gerald McCoy was talking about. You know, the Panthers have they talked about who wouldn't want to play on a defense with Luke Keekley, right? You know, and play next to K1 Short, you no know, Ron Rivera being the defensive mind that he is. So. Just weighing all these factors, he just felt that Carolina was the best situation out of all of his choices. You got to respect that. Yeah, right. I mean, it, it makes sense. If if you're that type of player, I mean, come on, dude. You got Cam on one side and Luke on the other, and then you got Rivera, who's well, well respected by a lot of defensive players, coordinators, coaches. I mean, it's almost a no-brainer, man. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and if you want to look at the fact that, you know, Everybody in the AFC potential division had a whole offseason to study up and break down film on on them. So even though you're adding much more talent, you're still going to be using, you know, a scheme that they got on film. So and as everybody knows, you know, you'll have your way for a while. But the NFL has proven time and time again, they adapt and they adjust, particularly when it comes to defense. You know, remember when several years ago when the Wildcat broke out and Hmm. it was causing all kind of nightmares and now you barely see that if any you know so you know what i'm saying so the nfl you know you have a year maybe two to, to, to do something but once it adjusts and figures you out then what you're going to do so yeah cleveland you know don't 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 talk our ears off about it you know what i'm saying show up but you know we we got our own plans you know um you know we're trying to be in the 305 come february so Amen. you know and uh, for for you listeners out there, the three hundred five is uh, Miami Dade County, so that's that's what the Super Bowl is. Just saying, you know, prepare yourselves. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun season. But um, yeah, good luck to Cleveland. Um, I, I respect I respect your uh, your uh, ballsiness, I guess you can say. But um, yeah, 
Yeah, we, we we got we got our own things to worry about. So yeah, good luck. We see you, we see you. Alright, so on to the next topic. Our very own Bruce Irvin, um, who played for the uh previously the Raiders and the Falcons and oh yeah, that that uh Seattle team, the uh great Legion of Boom. Well man, they, they had one heck of a defense. Um so it, he apparently drew comparisons to uh, the Legion of Boom, the defense of the uh, 2013 Seattle Seahawks, to our current defensive uh, makeup, um, talent-wise. Obviously, we haven't played anybody, so it's hard to say that. But he, he, from a talent standpoint, Bruce Irvin is comparing this defensive squad to the Legion of Boom. Kevin, what what do you think? Well, what I think is that with Bruce Irvin, you know, when he was doing his interview. You know, he was being asked questions, and let me go ahead and put the official statement out there, and then we can work from there. Yeah. Uh, it was, um, let me see, who did this? This was Scott Fowler, uh, one of the local media writers um, that um, cover uh, the Panthers. And uh, Urban was walking back from minicap practice, and Fowler asked him what the defensive line looked like. And this is what Jeremy McCoy said, quote, unquote. Um he said, defense looks great. And Urban said, this kind of compares to that 2013 front we had when we won the Super Bowl. And that was the end of the quote. And then Fowler followed up saying that Urban was referring to one of the greatest defensive past decade. Uh, that Dita that was named the Legion of Boom. You know, when you think about the defensive line, you know, that Seattle had on that defense. Mm. I mean, we're talking about mm. Michael what it was Michael Bennett, yeah. um, Bruce, yeah, Bruce uh, Irvin. You know, it's just just a bunch of headaches is what I can remember because we would always seem to lose to these guys by less than a touchdown. Yeah. You know, during that uh during that epic stretch, you know, and that uh that 2013 season was the one where the Angela Williams decided to fumble on that long breakaway, but we're gonna let that go. Uh, you know, <laughs> right, but. You know, overall, you know, Irvin was going on to saying that team went eight deep up front. When he was talking about the Seahawks, he was saying we had four good guys, and then we had four more that was ready with no drop-off. And he just feels like that what he's seen so far with the Panthers, defensive front rotation, that, you know, he sees talent that just reminds him of that. So, All right, so next topic, um, we're going to talk about how analytics can help a football team. Um, I'm even seeing that. And, um, you know, high school, you know, what the what they call Pop Warner, Pee Wee, whatever. Like, people are using analytics throughout the spectrum, man, from, from K through 12 through college, semi-pro, pro. Analytics is a huge part of sports as a whole, basketball, football, you name it. And, you know, you guys are really, really into the uh, statistical aspect of, of the game um, far more than I am. Um, I'm, I'm more of like a technique kind of guy, but you guys are really in there. Um, so I, I guess we'll, Kevin, we'll start with you. Um, what, what's your take on the analytics and the, and the statistical, um, um, input in terms of, you know, the game of football and how it, how, how do you see it helping, um, you know, coaches and things of that nature prepare for, prepare for battle, so to say. Yeah, well, when you talk about analytics, before I get into how it's going to help us, let's, 
you know, kind of break it down, you know, to what analytics is because, you know, people may hear that word but not necessarily have a full grasp here at the four-man rush. Yeah, you know, we try to help educate our fans. So, well, for sure. you know, to, to give you the simple definition here of analytics, when used as a noun, it says the systematic computerization analyst of data and statistics, um, information resulting from the systematic analysis of data of statistics here. And so what what that means is basically using the computer, being able to use different formulas to calculate how different methods can be performed that will lead to better results here for you. So with the Panthers, with this, this new analytics, if y'all remember when Dave Tepper, uh, Mr. Tepper took over for the team, this was something that he was driving home early and often, you know, wanting to be about, you know, want the team to be as modern, as updated as possible. And he definitely wanted to enhance, you know, having an analytics team um, here uh, with the with the Panthers. So when it turns to football here, it says data analytics refers to the techniques and processes used to enhance productivity and business gain. So when you tied it into football, you know, with analytics, basically seeing how things are done and measuring the results. And then once those results come out, make the adjustments to see how it can better help your team. So pretty much, you know, not just from an X and O standpoint, which is something that here at the four man rush, we do a lot of, but you know, with this new guy, and by the way, the, his name is Taylor uh, Rayjack is his name. Um, I'll let Will go into his background a little bit. Um, here in just a moment, but he's pretty much, you know, not only doing it from an X and O standpoint on the field with the players, but as far as like everything from, you know, weight, excuse me, the uh, weightlifting from traveling, you know, every aspect that deals with the franchise, he now will have analytics on it to how to help improve and how to make it um, do better. So I think it's long overdue. I think this is something that, will yield results that will allow the Panthers to have a more competitive edge. And I, for one, look forward to whatever information will be shared. Obviously, you don't want to put out all your business, but I definitely want to see how these analytics will help the team um, throughout the year and the seasons that follow. Right on. Will? Yeah, no, just some background. You know, Tepper came into the Carolina organization. The first thing that stood out to him was that they don't use analytics as part of their decision-making process. And, you know, that's, you know, you look at the emergence of websites like Pro Football Focus, um, Football Outsiders. You know, there's just so many uh, different websites that perform statistical analysis and, you know, perform work on what plays are more efficient to run at what times, help you with game management and decision-making, you know, on the field. And I think, the Panthers were a step behind in that regard. So that's just one of the things that Tepper came in his first season, observed, and wanted to add to what the Panthers already have in place. So I think uh, you look at the Panthers last year, there was a lot of wasted time. You know, time management wasn't that great. So I think it's just uh, anything you can do to become a more efficient football team, improve decision-making, better manage the clock. You know, I think I'm all for it. So I think uh, Tepper ultimately just wanted to have his um, put his stamp on the organization, and I think this is the first 
step in that direction. You know, what do I think of analytics? You know, I'm not a fan of everything PFF does, like their player grades and things like that, but they do have a lot of good statistical, good statistical data that could help, you know, learn about a player or learn about a team. You know, what are these guys good at? What do they need to improve on? You know, what is your, how productive are you on your pass rush or how productive are you in coverage? So there's so many stats in their database that are could be really helpful and useful for a team in their decision-making process. So hopefully, you know, we see the results on the field this upcoming year. Indeed, man. Um, and I know we talked off mic about this. Um, you know, our scouting, scouting uh, personnel has done an excellent job over the past uh, couple of seasons and um, finding some gems you know, third, fourth round, fifth round, you know, and that's, that's, you know, another part of the analytics side of, of, um, of, of the, especially the professional ranks of, of, of football um, is, you know, gathering intel on, on talent and uh, potential uh, athletes that you're going to draft and, you know, seeing that come to fruition and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, but I know, I know the Panthers um, scouting staff has been, some of the best out there um, from, from, what I, from what I can gather. How do you guys feel about Yeah, now go ahead. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like for example, you know, I think drafting a quarterback in the third round this year, you know, it's thinking long-term and thinking mm-hmm. about return on investment. You know, you invest mm-hmm. a third-round pick on a quarterback this year, develop them, and then what do you have? You're going to have a starting future franchise quarterback, or you may flip them for a second-round pick down the road, first or second-round pick. So if you use a third now and pick up an additional second or first-round pick down the road, you know, that's a good investment. So I just think that's those are the types of decision-making, you know, you want in your organization, thinking long-term and then just using, you know, analytics and, and that would make those types of decisions. Kevin, do you have anything to add? Yeah, y'all pretty much covered it. I, I'm just someone that thinks that, you know, the fact that we're – we're catching up on so many different levels to doing what other successful, consistent winning franchise franchises are doing. I like that Mr. Tupper is leading by example and making sure that we're, you know, catching up to everybody from analytics to, you know, the bubble that was just, you know, put up over the practice field to, you know, all these different aspects that he has his fingerprint squarely on. As a fan, I'm just really excited about seeing how all these things are going to yield results of success, definitely on the field as a fan, but uh, also off the field as well. So, hey, the, this definitely is not something that's going to um, hinder us. You know, I see that, you know, the new uh, analytics guy, Taylor, you know, he's got his own office. Uh, pretty much he's going to have someone from each department reporting to him. So, you know, even though he's 27-year-old and a uh, you know, MIT graduate, you know, he definitely, he definitely someone that's, that's well qualified to help, um, help get us there. You know, he, uh, he got a Super Bowl ring by being with those Eagles a couple of years ago. So, you know, obviously he knows analytics that can help guide a team to make the right decision to get to a Super Bowl. So I'm all for it. Right on. Yeah. Perfect example. Uh, look how the Eagles won that Super Bowl. They were Doug Peterson was going forward on fourth down and making high return on investment decisions, like fourth and two late in the game. You know, do I want to give the ball back to Tom Brady or do I want to go for it? 
you know, if I go for it, I have a better chance of getting two yards than winning if I punt and give Tom Brady the field to march down and score a touchdown. So that's just an example of maybe how analytics comes into play. You know, you have a better probability of winning if you go for it on maybe a fourth and one or fourth and two rather than punt the ball and give it to a high-powered offense who's most likely going to score on your defense pretty easily. So that's just one example of how analytics could have played a role in the Eagles' on-field decision-making. You know, maybe in some of those fourth-down scenarios, the analytics showed that the probability of success was high and that the trade-off between punting and missing the fourth down wasn't great enough. So, you know, it's just I'm just interested to see how it affects Ron Rivera's decision-making, game management, and, you know, does he go for it more often on fourth and short, especially with Cam at quarterback? You know, just things like that. You know, I think we can maybe see that impact immediately this year. We shall see, folks. We shall see. Now, I'm, I'm sure Cam probably going to protect that shoulder and, and Rivera probably as well, you know, but, you know, he, he, is, <laughs> he is a specimen. He is highly competitive. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, it's a beautiful thing about analytics. It helps you make decisions, educated decisions, more quickly. Uh, and, it's, and it's amazing how much communication goes on on the, on the sideline. I mean, yeah, coach got his headphones on, but, you know, there's there's a lot of other stuff going on on the sideline, you know, person to person, not just necessarily, you know, through through the uh, through the comms. So yeah, it's, it's it's amazing, man. It's amazing. Everybody has to be a, has to be a, a, a team uh, unit. You know, everybody has to understand their job and their role on the sideline just as well as a, as on the field. So yeah, good stuff, people. Good stuff. Um, so uh, somewhat of a short podcast. Um, uh, you know, don't get used to it because when the season pops off, you're going to get a lot of information from us, folks. Um, but you know, it is what it is. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, do you guys have any, uh, anything else you want to talk about? Any news or, uh, concerns, questions, topics? Yeah, you know, it's just the slow part of the off season. So, you know, we'll keep giving y'all content and information to keep you updated. And hopefully we'll pick up as training camp in the season gets going on. Indeed. Now, of course, we got some stuff behind the scenes that's that's coming that's coming along, you know. And uh, uh, Kevin, if you want to touch on that real quick, man, you know, give people an update. Yeah, as far as uh, what's going on behind the scenes, I uh, want to let you guys know that that the uh, Four Man Rush website is a little over halfway done. Um, we have a tentative. Yes, yes, we have a tentative date of around mid-July, sometime sometime right before training camp um, starts when we look to unveil uh, unveil our website. Uh, this website will be very fan-friendly. It's, it's set up to be just like a lot of the social media uh, that we use as far as like where you go to click to get this information and that information. Um, it's going to be very educational. It's going to be something that fans on all levels can enjoy from from a, from kids to senior citizens, you know we we want to keep all Panther fans of all ages in mind when you come to our website. Yeah. So that's something that we um, that we've spent many hours discussing and putting ideas and thoughts together and you know debates here and there. So that's something we're definitely looking forward to. Uh, also, with this website being released it's going to also have the ability for you fans to give us a call in during these podcasts 
you know, we're going to have our own four-man rush business line where, you know, where we can set it up to where you fans can call in and ask us questions and, you know, get in on segments where, you know, you can share your thoughts and opinion and you can, you know, be a part of our podcast. Looking forward to that. Also, you know, we're looking at, you know, getting some apparel done. You know, I like the fact that I see many different ideas for T-shirts, hats, you know, start off, you know, something small and depending on how you guys like it, we can expand it later. But we we got we got a lot of good things that we're looking to do. We try to have Christmas in July for you folks. So, you know, definitely stay tuned. And we uh, we definitely look forward to you guys being a part of what we're doing, because without you guys, the Foreman Rush, we would not be where we'd be. And I just want to thank all of our fans for the for being a big reason why we're currently having the success that we're having as we're slow but steadily making our way up the ranks to being one of the top premier sources on social media for Panther fans to get all they need. That's right, folks. That's right, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome, man. I mean, I, I, of course, we can't I can't divulge to you, you know, outside of the. Um, the realm of the microphone here, but um, it's going to be amazing. Um, our heart is truly with uh, the Panthers and the Panther organization. And, you know, we all have um, a lot of fans. I mean, well, not fans, excuse me. A lot of co-fans you know, of the team that were friends, family, things of that nature. So, you know, it, this is coming from, it's coming from a place um, of, of, you know, love and, you know, real, uh, understanding of, of the Panthers and um, you know that's what we're, which one, we're going to try to share with you guys those shirts are going to be hot man <laughs> those shirts and those hats are going to be it, it's it, oof, they're going to be hot man yes sir it's, it's going to be exclusively on on the four-man rush uh, website you can't get them anywhere else uh, so y'all y'all stay tuned for that man that's it's, it's going to be something else and that website boy whoo Kevin, of course, you know Kevin is is you know keeping us up updated via email, and you know we we seen some seen some highlights, man. It's uh, wow, wow, well done, Kev. All right, so thanks again for dropping by and checking us out on the uh, Four Man Rush podcast once again. Uh, this is your host Timmy Vo, episode fifteen. Can you believe that, fellas? Fifteen. We've done fifteen episodes, man. Trucking along, trucking along. But yeah, thank you, folks, for uh, stopping by and. Uh, Keeping us on our toes when it comes to Panther information. Uh, we, we always want to make you guys happy and you know and do do what's right by by the Panthers and by the fans as, as well. So again, thanks. This is uh, Timmy Vo with the Four Man Rush with Kevin and Will and big shout out to Larry for doing his thing. Keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. Uh, peace out to Canardo and uh, our blog writer Norris and and of course to you, the listeners and the Panther fans out there. Have a great evening, and always, as always, keep pounding. The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Men Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four Men Rush exclusively. Thank you.